Jonah 2, verse 3. For you cast me into the deep, into the heart of the seas, and the flood surrounded me. All your waves and your billows passed over me. Verse 3 transitions into the how God delivered section of chapter 2. And so we have in chapter 2, verses 1 and 2, a statement of God's deliverance in prayer. And then now we have a how God delivered section from verses 3 to 7. Verse 3 here is describing Jonah being cast into the deep. He's, He's... obviously referring back to in chapter one when he is thrown overboard by the sailors and he falls into the deep and he is being covered with the waters they're coming upon him and he thinks and he probably should think that he's he's going to die he's on the brink of death and yet he was delivered but the interesting piece of verse 3 here is when we think about chapter 1 and we compare it to chapter 2, who is the one that throws Jonah over the ship's edge? In chapter 1, the sailors are the ones that hurl him overboard. But now Jonah is recognizing it's you, God, that threw me into the heart of the sea. It's God's breakers and waves that are crashing around him. God is the one that has sent this struggle upon Jonah, this near-death experience upon Jonah. And Jonah isn't saying, this this random thing came upon me, this random thing happened to me. No, he's saying, God, you did this. You orchestrated it. And so at the start of this how God delivered section of chapter 2 of Jonah's prayer, we have Jonah acknowledging right up front that the deliverance came from God, but the actual trial came from God as well. So there's two things I want to parse out really quickly. One is that Jonah's suffering came upon him because of his personal sin. But that's not always why suffering comes upon us. In John chapter 9, Jesus is walking and he passes a man who was born blind. And the people there say, Jesus, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? And Jesus responds, it wasn't this, it was neither this man's sin nor his parents' sin, but this happened for the glory of God. And so sometimes... When we go through suffering or trial, we need to reflect and ask, am I walking in sin? Is there anything I need to repent of? Is there anything I need to turn from in my life? Because we might be in the shoes of Jonah. And we might be running from God. And God is calling us back to him through difficulties. But we might also be like the man who was born blind. And we need to ask, Well, I've reflected. There's nothing I can point to that there's a sin issue in my life. This must be coming upon me for God's glory. And so how can I respond to it well? But in either of those situations, whether our trials and suffering are coming upon us because of our personal sin 
or if they are coming upon us in God's plan for his glory and ultimately for our good. Whether it's either one of those cases, what we need to do is do what Jonah is doing now and we need to turn to God. And we need to pray to God and we need to acknowledge that he is the one who has sent these circumstances upon us. But unlike Jonah, if we do find personal sin, we need to confess it. So the main point of verse 3 here is that God is the one who is in control of, yes, even trials and suffering. And our response, it shouldn't be uh, to run from him in those situations. It should be to run to him and to know that he is a good shepherd who has our best in mind. And so, God, we come to you now and we acknowledge the tough situations in life and we thank you that we don't have to deny them. We thank you that we don't have to act like everything is okay when it's not. And we ask you for grace to trust you because we know that you are in the one, you are the one who is in control of all things at all times in all places. And so we ask for grace to trust you through difficult situations and look to you for help in time of need. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And that is Jonah chapter 2, verse 3.